0: Welcome to Creative Couch. I'm your host, Ben Ham Conard, and I'm the Startup Program Manager at Creative HQ. Today we're gonna be exploring some of the startup scene in our capital city of Wellington. I've got an awesome panel here today to share some thoughts. Uh, We're joined by Luke Sinclair from FTN Motion, Holly Arnett from Maker & Moxie, and Michael Garvey from Foodprint. Um, So welcome team. Um, If you wouldn't mind just uh, quickly introducing yourselves and maybe a little bit about your company, that'd be great.
1: Uh, Yes, I'm Luke. From FD in Motion. So we're making electric motorcycles and mopeds and just trying to add a bit more style to it. And um, yeah, we got up and running a couple of years ago. Now have our own spot in Wellington and yeah, things are going well.
2: Nice.
0: So cool. Sorry. Holly?
2: Yeah. So I'm Holly and I'm the founder of Maker and Moxie and we do brand strategy and coaching for creatives. So basically helping creative people, a lot of who are in Wellington, to kind of figure out who they are and how to share their work with the world and basically be more creative.
3: Awesome. Last but uh, least, yeah. And I'm Michael. I run an app called Foodprint, which is where you can purchase surplus and imperfect food for a discount to prevent that food from being wasted. Um, so it's a great way to connect with local eateries and um, feel good about eating a piece of cake. Um, and we've been operating in Auckland for a couple of years. Um, thanks to the help of Creative HQ, we came to Wellington um, last year, which is going really well. And we're just getting ready for our third market at the moment, which is exciting.
0: Oh, spoilers?
3: Uh, we'll see.
0: Okay. <laughs> awesome. Great job. That's It's so hard to get everything you do into one small little tight pack. So, fantastically done there. Um, brilliant. I guess we're going to dive into it. So, honestly, thank you guys all for joining us. Um, the topic that we're kind of exploring today is the harsh reality of starting out, um, an experience that all of you have clearly had and kind of gone through, although maybe not so harsh, who knows, um, but excited to unpack that um, a little bit. So, what was the toughest part of transitioning to from maybe your the the old standard um to this new kind of normal of of being a startup founder and and getting things going?
3: I think it's like you just don't turn off. Like I've I've kind of worked in startups for the majority of my career so I feel like I was pretty used to the startup environment and that sort of thing, but just the fact that you everything you do you like live breathe eat sleep everything to do with your business um you know like i'll go out and hang out with friends and they're like how are you and i just am talking about my business i'm like (laughs) i must sound so boring to them but it's it's all consuming all of the time um and it's it's really hard to find some time to to switch your brain off from thinking about it Mm. yeah
0: Yeah, does that resonate? Yeah, I was actually
1: going to say the exact same (laughs) thing. Yeah, just like, you know, I don't know if you're in, in the past life, you know, you used to just, you know, wake up, get your coffee, go to work, and then get home, switch off, and, you know. But now, yeah, now you're just, you know, I'll wake up at, you know, first thing in the morning. I'd say six, but usually it's a little bit later. Um <laughs> be honest, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Amongst yeah.
3: friends, we could six, six to nine.
1: Anyway. But, um, the range. Yeah, but yeah, you wake up and you just straight away thinking about all the shit you got to do. Mm. And then, yeah, Yeah,
3: it's yeah. like so it weekends, holidays, like they don't <laughs> exist anymore. You're just like constantly... Checking your emails. Like, I'm always looking at my portal being like, what is going on? Like, how many orders have I got? Who's listing food? What's happening today? Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Have a few, Holly? Sam?
2: Yeah, sure. I would agree. And I was also thinking about the fact that, like, similar to that, it's that you're kind of, you go from being somebody else kind of telling you what to do or driving those things or those kind of like the tasks you have to do or the things to think about. But now it's like, I'm that person that's why I have to think about it all the time because I'm I have to like push my team or I have to get more sales or like figure out how to make it work so it's like yeah it goes from I guess doing what somebody else tells you to do or you know following tasks that have been assigned to being like oh yeah, I'm I'm that per- the visionary yeah. person kind now. Oh no, <laughs> yeah, you know, for
0: who's going to say yeah. the name? It's like, oh, it's, it's me. That's yeah,
1: it.
2: yeah, yeah. I that's my responsibility, yeah, I guess yeah. now.
1: <laughs> and you have to set your own timelines and expectations yeah. as well, and then you end up being obviously just overly ambitious and yeah. constantly chasing things and yeah, yeah, okay.
0: yeah. It's total. It Actually, yeah. Is there is there a bit of a learning curve kind of when it comes to you know you take a step into the role of founder, I guess, and then you know there isn't it's not like you get a nice smooth transition into being responsible for everything it kind of <laughs> happens so what does that process look like to kind of i don't know grow into i guess
2: i don't know about like? growing into it but like um i sort of realized that cuz i do like brand strategy and coaching mm-hmm. that's not the only thing i'm going to be doing yeah you know, i started and i was like oh cool i get to like build brands every day all day every day and now i'm like okay actually that's maybe like 25 percent of what I do <laughs> I now have to also market my business and come up with like plans and strategies yeah. for my own business and set deadlines and tasks and like all that stuff that also comes along with running a business and mm. it's not just doing the thing you want to do it's do, being a manager and a you know driving a company as well
0: yeah yeah it's tough I honestly it's so <laughs> it's so impressive though because I think that um, it's rare to I don't know, it's, it's, it's a rare thing to do. Like, not everyone obviously picks up that mantle of kind of jumping into starting their own thing. Um, maybe because they're wise enough, they saw that coming and decided not to. Um, maybe you guys are the foolish ones who
1: made the leap. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, definitely.
1: Definitely naive. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. I think if you didn't have that level of naivety, though, like, no mm. one would do it. You know, I think you have to have yeah. that, like, green kind of, I can do this. Um, otherwise, yeah. Just no
0: one would do it <laughs> if you knew it was coming. Yeah, but yeah. well, we won't. Yeah, we won't spoil it for anyone else who might be thinking about starting their own thing.
3: Definitely but, yeah. do it. Do
0: it. It's great. Yeah,
2: it's worth worth it for sure.
0: Yeah, because so I mean, I guess so much of it you're learning by doing, right? You're actually having that experience.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's a problem just occurs, and you're like, okay, this is a new thing. I have to figure <laughs> out how to do. It. Okay, let's do it.
0: Yeah. Again, the looking around and seeing no one else there, to you're like, oh well, yeah. I guess I'm handling this it's on me, also. I
2: suppose. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> oh God. Um, I guess kind of in that same vein then, um, I'm interested in knowing what surprised you the most or maybe what were you not prepared for um, when it came to starting your own business? Probably
1: similar to what Holly was talking about with, I don't know, yeah, just having to pick up everything yourself. You kind of assume that there'll be someone to... I know some expert will come in and just, like, I don't know. Just <laughs> Someone come it, and help you. Just figure that shit out. And, like, <laughs> you just sort of realize that everyone's, yeah, kind of just figuring it out and you just have to, yeah, yeah. Have to make decisions and, and um, sort of learn on the fly, yeah. But, um,
2: yeah, I would say that, like, as lo- as well as figuring out things in your business, I didn't realize how much work I'd have to do on myself as a person, like, as to learn how to you know, try not to spend my whole life in my email inbox or how do I make sure that I'm okay so that I can run my business in the best way or how do I become a better leader when I start onboarding people who work with me? There's so much more about, yeah, you as a person, as a founder that I didn't, I wasn't prepared to, like, have to figure out myself so much and, like, look so internally at who I am as a human to figure out how to run my business in the best way. Um, Yeah yeah
3: yeah and then I think on top of that like you've got to work out yourself and then you've got to work out your own strengths and weaknesses within the business and working out like when you bring on other people and what they what roles they fill and you know trying to recruit people for roles that you don't know how to do it yourself is really hard um, and so you just have to yeah like learn and navigate through all of that stuff as well
2: And realise that you can't do it on your own.
3: Yeah, you can't, yeah. (laughs) If you try and do it on your own, like, it is so impossible. But but it's also, like, really hard to let stuff go as well. Um, And I think, like, one of the things I learned about myself is that like, I've never really thought of myself as, like, a control freak or a perfectionist. Like, I'm pretty, like, easygoing. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, no, you can't do it like that. No, 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 like, You, yeah, you've put, like, one digit wrong in the hex color. Like, what are you doing? Like... <laughs> um, so, yeah, you just become, like, fiercely protective of, of this thing that's your baby in, in your entire life.
1: You do need to learn to be a better communicator, eh? Because yeah. like, I think you, cause you forget that you've been in it, sort of living it for yeah. so yeah. long that <laughs> you just assume other people are going to sort of know what's going on and yeah. the general vibe of, of the company is. Yeah, and you're, you're and, like,
3: why don't you know this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going to go, yeah, we've never had a conversation about this. How would you know this? don't mind reader. Interesting.
0: That's yeah. so interesting. So I guess, um, what was that like, that first kind of experience of actually giving away some of the control or maybe... Letting someone else in
2: in a weird way, or I
0: don't know how to describe that, but
2: Uh, well, I found it difficult. Hmm. Um, I found it like thankfully the first person that I brought in, and I still only have two like contractors who work with me, Mm -hmm. um, was like somebody that I knew, so I trusted her and I knew that she, um, believed in the same vision that I believe in, so I felt like okay, even though it's hard to give it away I know that I'm giving it to somebody who cares and who understands um, but it was also hard not only to let go but to figure out how exactly to do that like mm. how do you delegate things to somebody or how do you communicate that to them and explain what you want and how you want it but also without micromanaging it's, it's hard to yeah balance all of them <laughs>
0: have, you, have you balanced all
2: that i'm working on it okay. yeah. <laughs> i think i'm getting better i've got two people now and i think they're doing okay but i still had a conversation with them the other day but they were like you can give us more things yeah. you don't have to do all of those things and i was like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. okay yeah. <laughs> I guess
0: you could. yeah i guess you can't think
3: about thank it thank you
0: yeah how <laughs> about yeah. for the two of you similar kind of
3: yeah, I think for me it's been like a roller coaster. Um, sort of delegating and and who gets what. Um, the the team that I have now are amazing, and I think like you, they're they're constantly like, "What more can we take off your plate?" <laughs> and and I'm always just like, "Oh, no, I don't know." Like, <laughs> and then it's like, "Is it going to take me longer to explain to you how to do this than to just do it myself?" And you kind of end up like going around in in those kind of internal battles as well. But. Um, Yeah, so it's that is a roller coaster of of giving that away. But I think yeah, I'm like you're really lucky in the the team that I have now and the trust that we have in each other. And I just know that like I can give them something or half the time it's more that they're coming to me and just being like hey so I've done this and I'm like <laughs> oh my god thank you <laughs> like like I didn't even know that we needed to do that but yeah. it's done and like we've got this process or this you know this analysis happening that is gonna help us so yeah, yeah. It's, it's awesome when you get those people for sure
0: yeah
1: the way you look what do you got yeah, um yeah I think well we've been real lucky eh? like mm. it, was, it was definitely hard at the start, but. Now, I'm probably like the dumbest one in the company. So it's like, <laughs> you know, every, yeah, it's just it's, uh, it's, it's amazing how how well it, it's sort of, everyone's sort of just in control of the areas now. And um, yeah, the hardest thing is deciding what I suppose to hold mm-hmm. on to from your original vision that you had as a, you know, like looking back three, four years ago, where you sort of had everything written out and like we're going to stick to this no matter what. And then obviously <laughs> as you find out how a business actually works, there's certain things you have to like compromise on or, or change, but you still, you want to, yeah you don't want to lose that. So yeah, sort of picking your battles is probably the hardest things with, um, mm. and especially when it's in regards to areas outside your expertise. Yeah. Um, yeah, learning to when to just trust that people who have been trained in this know this, know what they're doing, um, just need to let it go. Yeah. Stop
0: being a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, people tell you, you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you inter- it you work. Yeah. 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 Um, no, that's really fascinating. It's, it's yeah. interesting to hear that kind of across. Um, and I think that what's the, the that piece of advice, which is you're supposed to surround yourself with people who are smarter than you? And that's the.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. That sounds like you've all. Well, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Right. I didn't know what I was going to say. Sounds like you've all at least yeah. chosen the right people, which is really cool. It's not not hard. Yeah. <laughs> hey, now, Come on. Yeah. Back yourself. We read you. Um... Yeah. Cool. I guess so. Yeah. Jumping into the next question, um, how did you how did you all deal with those kind of early obstacles and hurdles um, when it came to startup life? And, and maybe it was someone who helped you out, like a coach, a family member, or know, a personal coping strategy. Um, yeah. What did that look like for for you? I don't
3: know if I've got it figured out yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We want a definitive answer as to how you've
1: now
0: uh, achieved. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Uh, the big one for me, I think, was just, like, I mean, mostly just uh, kind of starting with Kendall, who was, you know, we've mm. been mates for 20-odd years. I think just having that co-founder to just sort of battle through it with, I think, is probably the thing I, yeah, I found I'd recommend to anyone else is finding someone else to do it with. Otherwise, you're kind of living in a bubble by yourself, and it, yeah yeah, think, yeah that makes it a whole lot more challenging. That's
0: pointed because I think the two of you are soul founders. Is that right? Yeah. (laughs) So
3: hard on your own. Like that's, that's definitely like on reflection. If I was starting again, like bringing on someone else from day one would, would be up there with, with things that I'd rethink next time around or, or, you know, um, if I was to do whatever, but I think I was, I'm quite lucky and I have a lot of friends who I could lean on for, for different parts, you know, like friends who have run businesses before or, um, or who are running businesses now or who are experts in marketing or lawyers or, you know, all of that sort of stuff. So I could kind of go out and be like, hey, I need some help with this. And my friends are pretty generous with their time. So that was really helpful. Um, Mm -hmm. And then obviously the other part was like looking around for like accelerators where I could get that kind of support. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah.
0: Yeah. How about you, Holly?
2: Um, I actually love being
4: my
2: own um I like I have thought about like having a co-founder and I just don't know if it would work for me but um two things that have kind of helped I guess is that even since before I started my business I've always tried to find like online communities of other people who are in a similar state stage as me so when I was freelancing I was in freelance communities talking to them and then now running a business you know been in online communities and now i have similar to you i have a best friend who's also an entrepreneur so she has her own business we're both solo founders but we work together a lot to like you know we have like um meetings every two weeks that maybe a team would normally have but we do it together so that we still have that sort of like someone mm. else pushing you or uh, making sure that you are looking at your analytics and doing all the stuff that you forget to do and um so i have i guess instead of having co-founders i have a uh, a buddy <laughs> like a, a buddy entrepreneurial buddy system. yeah just checking <laughs> it's really cool not, yeah yeah not
1: going crazy yeah, yeah and we
2: do like quarterly mm-hmm. retreats together and stuff oh. like that so we kind of make it work even though we're not co-founders we have completely different businesses but yeah so kind of do that instead what's
0: well, funny it's funny. i feel like it's funny how much that uh community aspect helps even just knowing that other people are going through similar things and that you're not alone in, in so many different ways and so finding that yeah feels like it's pretty crucial
1: yeah, definitely. I think and Creative HQ was great for that. Like, um, yeah, I've uh, before we moved into there with the other incubator program, it was. Hmm. I know we all pretty much didn't know anything about business <laughs> at all. We didn't know anything about startup world. We didn't know any of like you know the terms and you know agile things like that. You know, hmm. just didn't. Yeah, um, it was a whole a whole new world for us. So that sort of kickstarted everything.
0: Yeah, but I mean, interesting to say that the in for for those of you that went through a creative HQ program, obviously Holly, you didn't, but, um, but well before that, there was still that impetus to start this thing and do it on your own. And that, I feel like is, that feels like the biggest hurdle like that, but I don't know. Is that, is that the case? Is it, is it the starting of it or is it the, the continuing it and the kind of the, that journey?
3: Yeah, I don't know. I think, I think I like sort of always knew that I'd sort of branch out at some stage in my life and have my own business. like, um, my dad sort of started a business when I was about two years old. So I'd sort of grown up with like, you know, watching what it can look like to have your own business. And mm-hmm. I think, so I think it was quite normal for me, whereas I feel like compared to a lot of my friends or, you know, people who are like, oh, I could never do what you're doing. And it seems so scary. Um, like, you know, if they if they sort of grew up in a household where their parents went off and worked for someone else, then that was like their normal. So I think that that probably really influenced like that decision for me, um, I didn't necessarily know until like it was time to start food print that it was going to be food print, you know, <laughs> like um, that sort of came later on. But yeah, I guess so I guess like that it just didn't it didn't really ever feel too scary or like too out of the box. Like it's don't get me wrong, it's terrifying, but like <laughs> it, it just sort of seemed like it was part of my path. Yeah,
0: inevitable in some yeah. good way.
2: Yeah, yeah I was definitely the same. I feel like, like I've been freelancing or had been ever since I was in like high school all the way through university. And I always knew that at some point I wanted to do my own thing. And then it just, at some point, I was like, okay, now's, now's the time. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing it now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in yeah. like a not great job and I was like, okay, I'm over this. Now might be the time to do my own thing. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think taking that leap, yeah, like you said, it wasn't necessarily hard but it, it was scary but yeah. it was something that was going to happen at some point
3: yeah. <laughs> and I guess being freelancing you're kind of like you're almost dipping your toes into yeah. what it's like a, a little bit along the way aren't you so it's like yeah. taking that freelance taking the next step and then growing it bigger yeah for, sure. for your style
1: yeah yeah I was same as Michael really I suppose that I you know, so grew up in a family running their own business and so it seemed like the normal mm. path to, to take so not really that daunting but Obviously, financially challenging for a while, especially when you do that first, when you first just go all in, yeah. And all of a sudden, you've just got a, you've got a, yeah, a limited amount of time to get the thing up and running, and um, which is probably the biggest hurdle I think for most startups, really, that sort of that that really first phase of going all in. Um, but yeah, from that, yes, yeah, sort of from then on, I suppose it's just continue to get more challenging. So I must say we're <laughs> we're probably not at the yeah. <laughs> at the critical breaking point yet. Where so, it's like, yeah. oh, this is easy now.
3: I don't know if it ever gets but, easy. Yeah, yeah, not Does it get
0: easy? <laughs> we'll find out, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See you guys back in the couch in 30 years. <laughs> and then. Yes. Yeah, we'll find mm. out. Um, I guess, yeah, to that point, was, it, was that a similar feeling for you, that it was, um, you know, you had this limited runway to make things work? Is that Because is that I think it's kind of what you're describing, Luke, is like this, well, we have, look, we, we've got this much money, which we can use to get things going, and then at a certain point in time, we're going to have to pull the plug if it's not off the ground. Is that similar? Feelings? Different? Yeah. As my voice gets higher and higher? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah, I guess like, yeah, like, I'm still yet to take a salary from Foodprint, so, you know, yeah. there's, yeah.
2: Yeah, and I started in the opposite position. Mm. Like, I had a Yeah, I'm going to get the whole story, but I was in a not great job that kind of ran out of money and stopped paying, so I was in, like, debt (laughs) from that experience. So, you know, everybody says, you want to go full-time, you should have three months, six months worth of salary whatever. I was like, okay, (laughs) I'm in,
4: like, the opposite of that
2: situation. So for me it was like, okay, it's not that I have limited runway, it's like i got to make up that (laughs) runway and make it work. Um, So it was challenging, but I think that, like, pushed me to make it work. I was like, okay, I don't have any option to give up or to not try. I was like, this, is got, this is, has to happen. <laughs> yeah. So it kind of pushed me to make it work, I guess.
1: When did you go full-time? You.
2: Uh, like five years ago. Okay. Yeah. Nice.
1: So how did you transition from sort of that part-time sort of freelancing to...
2: Um, well, I just, I had, like I said, I've been doing freelancing while I was mm. working and studying and everything. So I had some clients and mm. I was like, do you want to give me more? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm going <laughs> to, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I just decided to do it and I just took those clients, got a retainer or two, kind of made that work and, yeah, grew it from there. Yeah.
0: Actually, that's uh, I f- one of the other things I think money is kind of that one piece of the runway. But the other thing is time mm. in that really, really early stage. Did you guys all feel that it it was a time, like it was time intensive? You were really putting in more in that kind of initial stage? And has that changed over, well, I can't say time again, but has it changed <laughs> over time, the amount of time that you put in?
2: It definitely has for me. I mm. think like you were talking about earlier, like I spent, I think, every waking minute, hour trying to work on everything. And I felt like any minute that I wasn't was like a waste of time. Yeah, mm. um, but now I guess, I've, yeah, I've been doing it full time for five years and now my perspective on that has shifted a lot and I'm less in like hustle mode and more trying to be of the mindset that the more kind of rest that I give myself and time to think and be creative the more I can put that back into my business and that actually you can be successful and build a thriving business without having to work like 80 hours a week or whatever um But I think because I'd been, like, studying and working and freelancing, I was just in that mindset when I started of, like, every minute, go, go, go. (laughs) Got to (laughs) fill your time, you know. Um, And it might be different because I'm, I don't know, I'm, like, a startup but not necessarily – it's kind of slightly different what I do. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's – you know, I have that ability to take a little bit more time or, I don't know, not sure. (laughs) From from the
0: work you've done probably gives you that that space a little bit. I think for anyone starting off a business, it's such a – you know, you the the thing you can give is your time. Like yes. that's the difference maker, right? Yeah, same similar feelings.
3: I think it's just different. Yeah. Like the the kind of I guess like the the work and the stuff that I was putting into like building food print before we were in market is like different to what I do now. So mm-hmm. yeah, I I would say that it's probably just as at all consuming like you know in that in that year before like whilst the app was being built and stuff as it is now it's just that the the concerns and the, the things that i have to deal with are, are different than what they were in those early days yeah i guess yeah. in the
2: beginning we were doing everything right and now we've you've, we've talk, all talked about having teams so yeah we get to delegate some of those things that hopefully give us time to
0: yeah, panic about them. It's all up chunk of time panic about the rest of Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, think, I think the most frustrating thing with time for me at the start was just that how slowly things progress when you're still, gonna, like, you're mm-hmm. still holding on to a nine-to-five job and you just it's sort of, yeah, there's sort of that three years where we just sort of grinded away in the background, kind of. I don't know. And it does yeah. take up a lot of time from, like, yeah, you know, you spend a lot of time away from your friends and your family and sort of you just, yeah, just a lot of time just down in the garage sort of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> being really antisocial and it feels like you're not making any progress so yeah, yeah for us that was I don't know even though we're still working more hours now and you're yeah, not any less busy just having um yeah I don't know having a yeah having getting rid of that nine-to-five job and it's going all in it just felt yeah felt like things at least were progressing now and moving fast and we've got I don't know
0: yeah the amount of time we've, we've got, it
1: feels like there's yeah there's there's something happening and um yeah we might get somewhere one day
0: yeah, it's funny. Too. I think yeah. I think what you're touching on too is the the amount of work that goes into the I don't know kind of run up to actually what people view as a successful startup. Like you, mm-hmm. you know, we look at you all now and we think, oh, you know, this is fantastic. You must have started what a year or two ago, and I think you said what three?
1: Uh, well, we started looking at the bikes probably five, five six years. Yeah, ago. five, six, yeah.
0: five yeah. years ago for you and yeah. Michael.
3: Four. Right. Yeah,
0: and and so like it's such a it's such a. You know, it's, it's, a, it's indicative of the startup culture that we look at startups and we go, oh, yeah, they're, they're so young, so, like, you know, it's got to be a year. And it's, no, there's a lot of work going to behind. Yeah. Cool. Well, I should move on to the next. I, I, I could get bogged down in, in these things um, pretty easily. Um, yeah. Oh, this is a fun one. Okay. And tricky. But if you could go back to yourself... So this is great that we talked about time. If you could go back to yourself uh, five years ago... Um, and give yourself one piece of advice or one piece of feedback, um, or just one little warning about the future, even what would that what would that be? I think for me,
3: like I kind of touched on it before with like bring bring someone else along from the for the ride from the start. Mm. Um, and then also like really question if it's a great time to start a hospitality adjacent business <laughs> in the time of a global pandemic. Yeah. like um, yeah, yeah. just. <laughs> Have a, have a good think about that one. Yeah,
0: that'd be a good warning, I think, for all of us. Yeah. In, in many ways, yeah. yeah, just, yeah. Hey, just a heads up as to what's about to come down the pipe. Yeah. 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 How about you?
1: Um, I don't know. Maybe, like, start the business somewhere sunnier and warmer. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just a better climate. More affordable housing would be mm. nice. Yeah. Um,
3: I mean, these are all important for yeah. your mental health. Like, this yeah. is, this is yeah. solid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's actually it. I like it. Location, location, location. at The end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. but no, no. It's. I mean, I've been in Wellington three years now. I think almost, and Mm. it's it's starting to grow on me. Nice. Now they've got like (laughs) a special factory in the space. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, it's. Start that in front of Shirley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, A little bit of that.
2: (laughs) 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 Um, I think for me, like similar to what I was talking about before, would just be to remind myself to like take time to have fun while I'm doing it like don't like work hard still as much as I did but take some time to like do things outside of your business and like think <laughs> about other things and hang out with other people that isn't just yeah all-consuming business things all the time yeah. um just,
1: yeah yeah it's a frustrating thing is as, as you know that like going that that's what you should be doing no like, mm. you're always you're <laughs> very conscious of that <laughs> but then you just don't yeah
2: yeah, I don't think I was like back then. I don't think I was at all. I was just like, I should be thinking about this all the time. and I should be working on this all mm-hmm. the time. Um, I was quite young. So it was um, yeah, but now I'm like, okay, we can take some time. But yeah. you want to have fun while you're doing it and like have a life as well as you know, as well as your business. So yeah,
0: it seems like a, it seems like a bit of a cultural thing though, too. know that there's kind of almost that pressure or that expectation that you will be giving it all to the business um and maybe maybe for good reason maybe that those are the ones that succeed but i don't know it's that's a tricky one to balance mm-hmm. there's a bit of a
1: culture thing it's also just not being able just not being able to set realistic timelines yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then just, i mean just i think everyone falls into that trap mm. but yeah definitely you feel i know you feel a bit of pressure to just i know there was a stage last year where it was just you know doing seven days a week working till like 11 every night and mm. And yeah, like you say, it, become, it does actually become counterproductive, like you yeah. like you, you, get to the stage where I'd you know, be designing something at like, you know, midnight, and then Kendall will come in the next day, and he'll look at my design and be like, yeah. what the <laughs> hell are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. None of it's useful.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just like, yeah. Just not worth it in your yeah. fugue
0: state of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was designing yeah. a great bike. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 the next best thing. Yeah. 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 yeah, What
0: if? What if we did this? Yeah. 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 During your time um, from starting your business, um, can you share maybe your the the highest high, maybe coupled with the lowest low of that process? And understandably, that you know, if we're diving into things that are. Um, you know tough to talk about we don't have to get into that but but just an idea of kind of what that what that range looks like because i think that's a pretty common thing for startup founders is you know the highs are high but the lows are low yeah mm,
1: i think i'd be pretty lucky like i've mm-hmm. never i've yeah haven't had too many too many dark moments um yeah i, I think i mean last year just as a whole um mm-hmm. I think it was, it could have been really dark, but I kind of consciously told myself at the start of the year that basically I was going to be a hermit and just <laughs> like, <laughs> and not have any social life and kind of just set myself up for that. So mm. it wasn't, I think I actually had quite an enjoyable year, but, um, no, there was definitely moments like, um, when we were putting our first bike together to be displayed at the airport. I mean, we were, there was a moment where we were just, uh, we had to have it done and, um, yeah, myself and Kendall were the only ones that were left at at night working on the thing, and it, we thought we had it had it under control, but then things just keep going wrong, and then things will go more wrong, and then you get tired, and things keep going wrong, and then yeah. like next minute it's like five o'clock in the morning, and we're still like trying to assemble a bike, and like, yeah, it was horrible. But then yeah, the flip side of that is that yeah, we got the bike done. Yeah. Um, yeah, and didn't have any sleep, but yeah, we got the bike done and put it in the airport and then that was that was actually probably one of the, the most exciting moments having that there and um, having the first bike out in the world. Yeah. So yeah, no, it was weird as it's it's coupled.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the yeah, right it. yeah,
1: it's all it's all been net net good, I suppose. Yeah.
3: I think um definitely like one of the highs for me was when we first launched. And I think it was like, you know, I spent just over a year like working towards this moment and having all these people be like where were you building an app that does what or just looking at me and being like hang on you're building an app what is going (laughs) on like um and so like you know like having all this this like hate and doubt and I think you like have these moments like you know I I definitely had the moments of doubt in my own head at times and stuff and so you're always like battling all of that and then um you know, like I sort of sat down with the the woman that helped me out with marketing and PR when we first launched and we were like, hey, what's our targets for the first week? And we're like, yeah, we'd be happy with a thousand downloads in in the first week. And we got there at about nine o'clock on the first day. And then we were just like, oh my God, what is going on? And so it was just like this real kind of real high um, that, you know, I like was writing for, for quite some time. Um, and it just felt like, everyone was kind of talking about what we were doing, which was super, super cool. Um and then, you know, seven, eight months later, um, my lowest low was when we first went into lockdown and just being like, Okay, yesterday I had a really great day and um today my dashboard just says zero. Yeah. And and especially like that first 2020 lockdown when it was like, how long is this going to go on for? What's the world going to be after this? Like, you know, now we're just like, oh, okay, there's another lockdown. Like <laughs> we know that we get back to normal and it's not quite normal, but, but this kind of happens. But yeah, at that stage, there was just so much uncertainty. Um, and yeah, and, and I had a team, I had like a relatively new team and it was just like, what, what do we do with? the business, yeah. you know, at this point and so yeah, that was that was really hard.
0: Well it's such an interesting place to be as as someone um you know kind of almost representing hospital industry players as well right cuz they're all on the app yeah so dealing with both sides of it probably, yeah.
3: yeah yeah and so for like a lot of the especially the first half of that lockdown we kind of got on the phone and we just talked to our customers you know and we just like you know I would later dis- discover that that's customer discovery and that <laughs> there is like some better ways of doing it than just being like hey um but like it felt like we were really wearing like the the sort of heartache of the businesses that we work with as well, because they were going through the same things. They're like, well, our team's all at home; they're all you know sitting there doing nothing. They're bored. Um, but it was yeah, it, we we could sort of turned it into a a really great learning opportunity as well. But um, it was it was definitely tough. And um, and then like a lot of the businesses that we had been working with up until that point like started closing down, and yeah. you know, and so you kind of wear like that heartbreak. of of that and I think one of the the short lockdowns that Auckland had at the beginning of 2021 Mm -hmm. was... um like I remember getting the email from the first eatery who ever listed food on the app that they were closing. And I was just I was so upset. Like, you know, I was like, You guys have literally been with me from the start and like were the ones that had that first bit of faith in me to list yeah. some food on the app and someone bought it, you know? Um, so yeah, you sort of you, you wear like that that relationship as well and it's it's tough.
0: Yeah. Well, it's also personal when it's just yeah, right. It's all right there.
3: yeah Yeah. and they're they're people like you know they're my they're the eateries that we partner with but they're they're like my friends my colleagues Mm. like I know them really well and yeah so to to know that like they're going through that tough thing at the same time and that some of them don't make it out the other end is really hard too
2: yeah I think like my lowest low was maybe like a few years ago um I one of the things if we go back to like things that I've learned um Mm. or wasn't prepared for was like knowing how to manage finances I had no idea how to do that um and so a few years ago I was like in a not great financial place because I just had no idea how to manage my money I didn't know how to generate cash flow or like recurring income or anything like that um and I was like should I go get a job like you know like (laughs) is this the point where I have to give up and go and do something else um feel like I kept going. <laughs> um but yeah that point where I was just like I might not be able to keep doing what I really want to do was really hard to kind of confront that like have I failed? Have I done something wrong? Or um yeah do I have to give up and do something else? So that was probably like the lowest moment. Um, but I figured it out and I did lots of work on like financial literacy and how to manage money <laughs> and all of that stuff. Um, and I think I'm like living my highest high at the moment. Like I'm just nice. loving what I'm doing and every creative that we help just like my heart sings, it makes me so happy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, highest high is like right now. Yeah. <laughs> Doing yeah. this, cool. being on this yeah, couch. That, yeah. yeah.
3: That's cool. definitely something that nobody tells you when you start a business. It's like you have to be the business accountant as yeah. well. Like <laughs> Yeah,
2: I had <laughs> no idea. And there's so much to it and so many different ways you can yeah. manage money or like do all that. And I just I had never thought about it at all. Yeah. Until I reached that point where I was like, oh sh- crap I have to think about it now like this, I have to figure that out and so yeah i made it work
0: <laughs> yeah well you have to that is yeah. important. and thank you for centering <laughs> yourself know. too Luke has been cursing up a storm oh so I was really I good. just realized I was
2: like am I allowed to say that oh gosh here we are <laughs> it's <Yeah>. too late
0: <laughs> that's all good um yeah cool I, I realized that I said that was the last question I've got more questions if you guys are okay <laughs> with me asking them because yeah. I think it's just really interesting to talk about um one of the things that you all kind of touched on was that first kind of Maybe that first experience with a customer or someone that you worked with. Um, and I'd, I'd love to dive into that a little bit and hear about those kind of early stories, whether it was, you know, first first person to buy a bike or like drive the bike or first person to sign up for the platform and, and use you or, you know, first person to buy a piece of food. What were those kind of early, you know, pieces like?
3: I think for me, it was, like, when I first started going out and, like, pitching to eateries. Mm-hmm. And so I'd sort of done some, like, early research where I'd just go in to, like, you know, go buy a coffee, sit there for a while, have a chat to them, fill out a little Google Doc form of, you know, trying to ascertain, like, if there was a way of you being able to sell your surplus food, would you be interested? You know, like, that sort of thing, but not sort of specific around what I was actually doing. And then, yeah, sort of, like, that going, going out and actually, like, pitching to them with like this PowerPoint presentation that I had made that like if my designers saw it they'd probably have a heart attack but (laughs) I, I needed to like you know go through and figure out what I actually needed on this presentation before they made it look beautiful for me um and, you know, like kind of sending off emails, going out in person, all of that. And my, my first one, and I, I don't know if she actually knows that she was the, the first eatery to say yes, but, um, was Ripe Deli in, um, in Auckland. They've got a couple of locations. Um, shout out. Ripe in, Deli. Yeah. And, and, and Grey Lynn. And I used to live around the corner from it like years ago. So I knew it really well. Um, and I actually like uh, the, the owner's name is Angela and I, to find her phone number like I think I'd sent an email and I hadn't got a reply and I like was scrolling back like two years on her Instagram to find a recruitment post that had her phone number on it <laughs> and so I just like called her and I was like oh my god she's answered the phone like what's going on you know and then she's like oh yeah I got an email from you yeah I came to meet you like come see me tomorrow and then you know like i had sort of not really even said too much, and she was like, this is really cool, I'm on. And then she's like, who else is on? And I was like, we've got a few. Can't can't talk (laughs) about it yet. Um, Tons, tons of people, don't worry. Yeah, so – that was that was awesome. And then, you know, she introduced me to um a couple of other people, like Jeff who runs Ann Sushi. Um I was connected to Megan at Little Bird Organics. Um, and then like one day I just was like, Yeah, fuck it. I'm gonna walk into the Caker on K Road. And I was like, you know what? And and Jordan just happened to be sitting there and I like had this chat to her and I was like, Oh my god, I was kinda of starstruck <laughs> of like meeting her. And then um, yeah, a couple of days later they emailed back and we like, Yeah, we're on and and I was like Okay, cool. This is gonna work. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that was that was the real kind of buzz of like that first experience for me. I mean, there was definitely a lot of no's in there and a lot of like, wait, what the hell are you doing, um, going on at the same time. So it's definitely not like I was <laughs> definitely wasn't closing everyone I talked to. But um, <laughs> but but yeah, that those sort of first few ones that I got on really helped like build momentum and and then help bring others along as well. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I had, um, my business actually started as a hand lettering studio. And so cool. um, one of my, um, or a couple of my clients uh, were like friends of mine who still paid me, which was great, um, and um, paid me to do like logo design or um, I did a couple of like pin, enamel pin uh, designs or letterings and things like that. Um, and I kind of, like my business developed from there. And a few years ago, I decided that I wanted to go all in on brand strategy and coaching which is what I do now um, and I was thinking about who I wanted to help and you know going through all the um, like audience exercises and thinking about people who I thought would be the best people to work with mm-hmm. but as I thought about it I looked back to those like first people who I were my friends and they were artists creatives and I'm an artist as well like I have been a hand lettering artist and like being an artist is everything that I am and so looking back to those first people and remembering them and what I loved so much about them and the trust that they put in me um, made me realize that actually this is who I want to help. And so they have shaped my business to be what it is now. Um, so I'm very thankful for them. And I, they still, you know, come and support me and they've been on my podcast and stuff like that. So very thankful to them for sure.
0: Yeah. Well, that's amazing um, to see that kind of through line,
2: the yeah. continuation all the way through.
0: <laughs> been
1: right yeah I suppose for us it was like a um, looking back it was, I suppose a combination of early customers and our early investors as well looking back just I don't know really appreciative of just how much faith they had in like just a like, just two like idiots who just put a <laughs> bike together and I know yeah just to, I know they must have seen something but um, yeah I know just to have that that faith to um, yeah to, to have take a chance on it um, I, mean, I remember one of our one of our first investors we talked to we uh, we just had a big rambling like speech to him for I don't know for about ten minutes wasn't impressed at all like, no. <laughs> <laughs> not impressed at all and then we um, we had the bike there so we rolled the bike out he went for a ride and came back and was like you guys should have done that before you just you just went through all that dribble <laughs> he was like uh, he, yeah, yeah he was just yeah. like I'm in yeah so. Like,
3: at yeah, least that was, was still going to get on the bike. After yeah. you
1: know? <laughs> <laughs> so it was yeah, it was really exciting. Actually, more to see um, just the response to the bike. I mean, so we obviously we designed it um, hoping that it would be exciting and and you know, a practical thing that people would really um, you know want to use in their lives. Um, but yeah, just to see um, the, the investors and then also yeah, the, those first customers seeing them. Um, so sort of a lot of people would be looking at it, I don't know, not fully convinced, and then just seeing them come back after a ride and just be like, like you know, just fully on board yeah and then we've now we've got this big waiting list and yeah it keeps growing and that's nah, really exciting
0: yeah it's interesting so on on all of those kind of pieces um, i know that one of the one of the parts of kind of starting something and putting yourself out there is getting over that hump of um i don't i don't want to say like believing in yourself but kind of that idea that you've created this thing that other people should want is that something that that you guys experience kind of like well how do i actually I don't know. Like I believe in this thing, but now I need other people to go out and and, and do it too. What does that process? Like?
1: Yeah, you don't really know. Like really, like you do. You know, you do a bit of research and mm. interviews, and but yeah, that was why it was such a exciting moment. I suppose to see people's reaction to it because you don't really. It's not really. There's no validation until you've really got people like using the product. And yeah. It, yeah. So. it's all yeah, it all really is a bit up in the air until <laughs> until that moment, and it yeah it definitely <laughs> gives you a bit of confidence that there's
0: yeah, there's something to it. Um, Should keep, yeah, keep persisting. The very nerve wracking process (laughs) of watching watching someone drive away on the thing that you've spent three (laughs) years building. I'm sure that's in a metaphorical sense, simpler experiences, maybe.
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah, I think like I have worked in sales jobs before. And so, like, the kind of idea of going out there and selling my business, like, you know, that was the the, the actual sales side of it is fine. Like, you know, sales is definitely not something that everybody enjoys doing um but there's it is really different when it's your own versus selling like something else or someone else's product or Mm -hmm. because it's it's yourself as well you're really you're like don't just believe in this thing that I've built but also believe in me and that I'm gonna you know do what I'm saying I'm gonna do and um and that sort of thing so I think yeah I I definitely have had like lot of anxiety over that and you just have to like get over it and push through it and that's not always easy at times but um yeah you have to find a way through that
2: yeah I would agree and I think I had a similar experience because I literally was selling people working directly with me yeah and it was so like yeah I have to sell myself as a human like as a person to these people um and when I started I was like very socially anxious very nervous didn't I hated, like, networking and going to things and having to insert myself in a conversation and stuff like that, and it was really difficult. Um, But, yeah, like you said, like, you just – you have to. Um And if you – like, I always just go back to, well, now that I know what my vision is and I have that very clear, I just – when it's hard, I go back to that, and I'm like, this is why it's worth me putting myself out there or saying yes to being on a podcast and, <laughs> like, you know, things like that because it's worth it for – the mission and the vision of what you're trying to achieve um and it gets easier i think the more you do it
0: yeah awesome i think that's a great that's a great way to sum everything up um brilliant thank you thank you all for joining us on the creative couch um, much appreciated this is a time now if you want to plug anything anything we should know about coming down the pipeline from any of you um feel free to go down the line
1: oh uh, you lots of big things okay cool yeah, yeah. <laughs> undisclosed there.
0: <though>. yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Um, well, you yeah. can find me at Maker and Moxie everywhere. Um, and we also have a podcast called Brand Your Passion. So oh. come and listen to that. Do kind of um, educational stuff, but also interview creatives um, about how they've branded their passion. So I'm very proud of
0: that. Awesome. If you're listening now, <laughs> hop on over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll be back
3: on. Um, so I'm on social with at NZ, And, um, yeah, I mean, for me, I, I'd love it for listeners to download the app and um, get involved. You can find something to rescue for your lunch um, like I did on my way over here. So it's a good time.
1: It's a great plug. I've done it a few times.
3: Yeah. Anything
1: else, Luke? Uh, yeah, if you're interested in electric motorcycles, we've, um, yeah, you can go on to ftnmotion.com. Um, we are gearing up for our first production run at the moment. Uh, we've got a waiting list. The first round of bikes is sold out. Um, but, yeah, really we're at the stage now where we've got our first 10 bikes out mm-hmm. and we're starting to um, – Uh, book and test ride. so if anyone's looking to get a test ride on one of these things go on the website and book a spot and yeah see if
0: you're into it like I see if you come back with a smile awesome Um, thank you all so much Um, and thank you obviously to our listeners um, for tuning in to this episode where we got to talk a little bit about the the harsh reality um, of just starting up stay tuned Um, we've got another episode coming up where we get into um, a little bit more about the mental well-being um, of being a startup founder um, with another solid panel of guests (music)